0: Anne Louise Gittleman is my guest today. She is, without a doubt, a true visionary nutritionist. She's literally been on the forefront of health for over thirty years, and I feel really honored to be considered a friend of hers. Now, she's also a trendsetter, and she's got this new book out called Radical Metabolism, And she said to me that this book is going to rewrite the rules of nutrition, which she's done before, by the way. And honestly, This book is Rewriting the Rules for Nutrition. It's pretty radical. And uh, if you don't know who Anne Louise is, she's an award-winning author of 30 books already. She has a very, very famous book called The Fat Flush Plan. One of my favorite books is an all-time classic called Guess What Came to Dinner, and it's about parasites. If you've never read that book, you must read that book. I think parasites are more timely than ever today. But in this book, Radical Metabolism, uh, she is going to surprise you with what she says. shes I'm not that surprised, really, that she wrote the book because it, there was a real need for it. Because she's an expert on bio. And, you know, nobody talks about bio, but it's something we really need to know about. But the book, she went on and she developed a whole entire program, a two-part program, actually, around uh, improving your bioflow and, and metabolism. So if you've somebody that is very frustrated because you've tried to lose weight and you haven't been able to, or you have poor digestion of fats, which is a huge, huge number of people, or if you have hypothyroidism, or you know, you've know you been wondering, like, should I be on that ketogenic diet? I keep hearing so much about it, but is it good for me? Because I also hear fat isn't good for me. So we're gonna talk with Anne today. I'm really Anne Louise today and I'm really glad that she's got this book out already. It's ready to go. You can buy it right now. But Anne Louise, thank you very much for being on. And I'm very, very
1: excited about this interview because this is a radical book. (laughs) Thank you. And thank you for the lovely, lovely introduction. You're an icon in my book. (laughs) Thank you. Well,
0: First of all, you've already got all these books out there, and you didn't need to write another one. Um, Why did you write this book?
1: Well, it's because I was getting really frustrated, Donna. I felt that individuals that were over 40 were individuals that were destined to have a sluggish metabolism forever, and I wanted to reveal many of the secrets I had been gleaning and collecting for the past 20 years so that individuals could lose weight, feel great, tone up their thyroid, get some sort of bile protection if they didn't have a a gallbladder, and then I figured out that there was this unholy connection between the bile and the gallbladder, which nobody has been identifying. So we're bringing bile back into the forefront. We're going to make it as sexy and as brilliant as probiotics, because I think it's the next wave in diet and detox and feeling good.
0: Mm, I agree with that. And um, there's not, there's a ton of research on bio, but it's not out there for people to have. And I think, you know, the way you've explained it in the book, and also how useful you've made uh, the the program that you put together really is an answer like it's not, hey, this is a book on bio, and this is why you're actually doing a how-to. And I think today people want how-to, which is, I I think that's my favorite thing about the book. So what's different about this book, though, from the other books you've written and all the other nutrition books out there? Why is this book different? Why is it radical?
1: Well, it's radical to me because I put coffee back on the menu. And I've always been a non-coffee believer until I read the research to suggest that coffee had certain substances, primarily chlorogenic acid, which was it's its secret weapon in helping people lose weight. And with a high antioxidant chlor, a chlorogenic rich coffee, you're able not just to lose weight, but you're able to protect your muscles from degenerating as we get older. So there's lots to be said about coffee, which is not only uh, organic and should be mold-free, but it also is considered a primary bitter, which is so important for digestion. So Mm -hmm. coffee is back on the dinner table, and it forms the centerpiece of my morning drink, which is the energy blaster, which uses organic, mold-free, high-chlorogenic, high-antioxidant coffee is one of its primary ingredients.
0: So in the back of the book, just for everybody to know, there are, there's a wonderful list of the foods that are on the program, and brand names, like where to go to get this mold-free, potent coffee, basically. But um, I'm somebody that doesn't drink coffee because it makes me uh, more high-strung. I'm already, you know, like, just with my genes and everything, uh, I'm more, like I feel a lot of stress easily and I don't clear it easily. I've got those genes. And then when I look at my coffee gene, CYP1A2, I don't clear caffeine. So I know from the research that if you've got this common SNP, this common variant, um, you should have your coffee in the morning, not at bedtime. You can And in, coffee, by the way. Are are we talking about caffeine? Are we talking about chocolate, too? Just chocolate?
1: No, no, no. What we're talking about is the polyphenols and the chlorogenic acid. And the good news is that this particular brand, Donna, that I found, because I couldn't tolerate coffee either. I have the same kind of snips that you do. Mm -hmm. But they're coming out with a caffeine-free coffee that has all the bitters, all the chlorogenic acid, the polyphenols, that the regular caffeinated variety has. So you're still going to get the benefits without the caffeine okay
0: so it's not the caffeine it's all not the special in, not,
1: not in the studies no it has really nothing to do with the caffeine it has everything to do with the chlorogenic acid mm-hmm. very
0: important point to get out
1: I'm getting more excited about this book all the
0: time in the whole program um, <laughs> now the other thing that's pretty radical is your whole take on fats because you know everybody's into omega-3 from fish oil and uh, omega fats are bad and of course there's different quality but you know usually when i think of omega-6 i think of gla borage and evening primrose which are good and they help balance the omega-3 but you've got some really interesting omega-6 fats that you strongly uh you know tell people to use you're strongly into these so let's talk about that for a little while because that's radical
1: Oh, it's very radical because I talk about membrane medicine, and we've got to heal the membrane at the level of the cell. That's really key. So the aspect here is the use of omega six. Have you ever heard of omega six to repair cell membranes before? Uh, yeah, I have.
0: <laughs> I well I you know, have? I'm one you know, but, one of those most avid people, readers most,
1: and studiers. So. Well, your people are very sophisticated, and that's why I love doing all of my podcasts with you. But I can tell you this. Most people think of omega-6 as being pro-inflammatory. Definitely. If it's the right omega-6, which is unaltered, unheated, not full of GMOs, and it and, and, and exposed to heat, air, and light, it's an actually very beneficial fatty acid that we used to call vitamin F. It was that essential. It's an essential fatty acid that studies have shown are the most efficient. We've got the omega-3 to the extent that they're overcoming the omega-6s which -hmm. you need for the cell membrane and for your skin to keep it tight to keep it toned and to keep it taut when you lose all that weight so we're bringing back the good omega-6s primarily in the form of hemp seed oil so i say hemp hemp hooray hemp seed oil is (laughs) the most balanced (laughs) essential fatty acid on the planet and is so good for your skin hair and nails and your weight loss efforts Okay,
0: just to clarify something for people, um, a couple of things I want to say about that. First of all, I think it's important what you said to repeat that, that the oils from, say, sunflower seed or hemp seed and so on, these seed oils, they've been bad for us partly or largely because of the quality that we have available. So they're bleached, deodorized, refined, Basically poison, and that's what we've had available, and you're talking about a completely different quality of omega six, still from sunflower, still from, um, from uh, different types of omega six seeds like hemp now is is hemp uh, okay, so here's another thing I'd kind of like to have you talk about if you would. you know, somebody might say, well, I can't do nuts and seeds, but when you press the oil from the nut and seed, you're leaving behind the proteins and you're getting the oil. So do you think people exactly. react differently? I I'd love for you to talk
1: about that. People react very well to the seed oils. They're they're considered the parent essential fatty acids. We don't find those allergic responses. Mm -hmm. So the very key that you said is that so many of the omega-6s that are in commercial use today, the corn oil, the soybean oil, the other sunflower oils, they've all been overheated. They've been oxidized. They contain cell membrane-destroying oils that drive up inflammation and disease. We're talking about the anti-inflammatory omega-6s, which we desperately need because if you have your omegas tested, you'll find that you're very deficient in omega-6 linoleic acid. So this book will bring back linoleic acid so that you can have beautiful skin, hair, and nails, and you'll have the instigating factor for your brown fat, which is the new obesity cure that I also introduce and confirm in the book.
0: Um, You know, for years I've said to people, look really carefully if you're buying any foods, which I personally don't buy, but people need them. you know, chips, for example, if it says high oleic sunflower oil,
1: it's very different from just sunflower oil, right? And the same thing with safflower oil, which is what they've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because- Can if you, you explain cable- that?
0: Do you mind explaining that?
1: Well, what they've done is that they've exposed this to a chemical process which makes the oil completely different. It's no longer an essential fat. It's a, it's an oil that is conducive to heating. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about eating enough of the raw omega-6s, which is important not just for your metabolism, but the health of the cell membranes. And it's very important to trigger the production of brown fat, which is important to burn calories for energy. So you've got so many values in the omega-6s that we're missing. That if you don't have an oil, like hemp seed oil, high in the good omega-6s, GLA to be exact, or you don't have pine nut oil, which really restores your digestive tract from your mouth to your anus, and that's in the literature, then you're missing out on a very important nutrient. And that's why we still have skin issues, like eczema and psoriasis. We're deficient in the sexy 6s.
0: Well, um, I've been using Siberian uh Is it Siberian Natural? I think it's called um, pine nut seed oil for years and recommending it to people if they had H. pylori. I have a little protocol for people with H. pylori, and that's an important part of it. Uh, And so when I read your book and saw that that was one of the oils that you love and were recommending, I was really excited because it's kind of one of those, like you said, a secret
1: that no one knows about. So could you? No, but they're going to, I hope they know about it now. It's so important. You know what we found that people that have GERD, or people that have irritated esophageal linings, or problems with H. pylori, or any kind of ulcerative or pre-ulcerative conditions, even leaky gut, this heals the gut at the cell membrane level, because it contains an essential fatty acid similar to GLA, pinoleic acid, which will restore the, the integrity of the membrane in as little as three weeks, just taking a teaspoon three times a day. And it's remarkable. I have not found anything, Donna, that's as remarkable as Siberian Naturals pine nut oil. Mm-hmm. It's
0: delicious. Taste. It's, so I think it's delicious. And also, you recommend macadamia nut oil, which is one of my favorites. I always have that on hand. Now, the oils, and I use olive oil and avocado oil too. But what's the difference? If you could explain to everybody, you know, that you 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 categorize them differently. The omega six pine pine seed oil and uh, pine nut oil, actually, and um, the hemp
1: seed oil, and all. So, how is that different from, say, olive oil and Avocado oil. Well, well, we're talking about essential fats that you can only get from foods because your body can't make those essential fats. So there are two basic essential fats. We're talking about the threes and the sixes. Mm -hmm. You need a four to one ratio in favor of the six, six in favor of the three. The other oils are healthy because they help with appetite, adiponectin, they help with leptin, but they're not as helpful in terms of restoring the cell membrane the way the sixes are and the threes to some extent. So avocado oil is good because it's a cooking oil that you can use under high heat and to some extent that's very true of coconut oil and other saturated fat and then macadamia nut oil which is actually very stable under high heat but they're not primary sources of the essential fatty acids that you need to repair the cell, the tissues and the organs on a minute by minute cell basis.
0: And how much of the... Um a make, make a six the good ones that you're recommending are you trying are you recommending a day
1: i would say two two to three tablespoons wow that's a lot <laughs> and but we're so but we're so deficient you first need to restore your reserves and then you get the, you get healthy again and you can go back to one or two tablespoons
0: okay so let's talk about digesting those oils because i'm sure right now and many people are thinking uh I couldn't take that much oil. I I would have trouble digesting it.
1: Well, that's where the bile comes into play. That's where my bitters come into play. You see, every little adjunct on the program works like a guided missile to help your body on a cellular level. So we've got lots of bitters to help your digestion. And bitters are so important in terms of being able to digest fats. Many people no longer have their gallbladder. And if you don't have your gallbladder, which times the release of bile, you need some sort of bitter substitute in the form of herbs or foods or lemon juice, you need something to assist in the breakdown of the fats into its essential particles. And that's what's so important in terms of triggering the thyroid to transform T4 into T3. So it all works together like a beautiful symphony when you get radically healthy.
0: Can you define a bitter or explain what's in a bitter? And, and they're very easy to obtain, by the way, they're easy to get in the health food store. And that's another one of those, you know, products that people pass by don't pay any attention to. But there's several Companies that have excellent uh, bitters out there for us, and and by the way, it's a it was a once people used them all the time.
1: Well, well I stop. love bitters. I mean, bitters are better. I think that should be our new mantra. Don't you think? <laughs> You're We're so good at coming up with these. Keep well, we, we we want one liner so that people can really have these sound bites, but the importance of bitters and and what you look for in bitters are certain herbs uh gentian gentian is one of them um, Angelica root is another uh Bitters you'll find in, in lemon peels and orange peels, which are so helpful to restore in the intestinal lining. You're finding them in different fruits. Believe it or not, grapefruit is a bitter, which may account for the reason it was so helpful years ago as a primary ingredient in the grapefruit diet that has now been studied because it's so efficacious based on clinical studies. So you find them, my gosh, all over the place. Remember Swedish bitters years back? Everybody mm-hmm. used to take Swedish bitters. Now you see Dr. Shade's bitters number nine.
0: Uh, is that the same thing?
1: I don't believe it's the same thing, but it's kind of the healthier version of bitters now that that we're oh. finding. And it's we a use level some
0: is his liposomal, I've had it before. I don't
1: know if it's liposomal, but it's very well tolerated with individuals that have leaky gut and very sensitive systems.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a little uh, pump bottle, little bottle that pumps.
0: So that's <coughs> what we can uh, give his name. And of course, you give all these resources in the back of the book. Well, um, let's talk more about bile because really people don't know anything about it. Like, where does it come from? Why do we have
1: bile? What does it do? Bile is is a bitter it's a bitter liquid that your liver actually produces maybe one one and a half quarts a day and it's designed for three things so the take-home here is that it's, it's designed to break down fats it's designed to flush toxins and bile is also very important in terms of assisting your gallbladder to to transform the T4 into the active T3, which is a connection that most people don't understand. So it's a detox method, it breaks down fats, and if you don't have enough bile, you're not gonna be able to tolerate all of the xenoestrogens in the environment because it's also a method for breaking down hormones. And so it's exceedingly important in a day and age when toxins abound in the environment to the tune of 100,000 as of late. And it's also important For those of us that want to lose weight, because of this unusual connection with the thyroid, I now call bile the new thyroid cure, to be exact, because of research which has shown that individuals with suboptimal bile flow are seven and a half more times likely to suffer from hypothyroidism. So there's a connection both ways between the thyroid, the bile, the gallbladder, or lack thereof. And your ability to lose weight and also enhance your metabolism on all levels.
0: I'll add to that list um, of why bile is important. Also, is it stimulates peristaltic movement. I think a lot of people are constipated for different reasons, but one reason is they're just not making enough bile, and bile stimulates peristaltic movement and. Then things, the food that we've eaten, which is digested now, moves down along the digestive tract and comes out of our body, which is uh, really important. So I found that people just by increasing their bile, consumption of bile with a supplement, will start to have better bowel movements.
1: It's unbelievable. Bile is better than fiber in that regard because it lubricates the gut. And that's why I find it so important when people add bitter greens or other foods and supplements to their program, they can go to the bathroom better, they're eliminating, they're less hungry. It's one of the forgotten aids to weight loss. And it's also so important because of its ability to transform all of those toxic metabolites of estrogen out into the system. So it's important for women with all kinds of dysregulation of hormones. It's important to me for individuals that have systemic inflammation. It's just one one of the forgotten detox methods that used to be talked about at the beginning of the 20th century but we've moved on and unfortunately ignored such an important mechanism which is innate in the body
0: well they are available you can actually purchase
1: bile enzymes right bile salts you can purchase you can purchase beetroot uh, substances that, that thin the bile and help prevent gallstones. You can also buy choline, which is a major component of bile that helps to emulsify fats. Even taurine, which is a key component of bile acids. That's very important amino acid. Mm-hmm. Uh, lipase is important. Collinsonia root. Lots of ways to thin and, and make your bile of a free flowing. And it's really free flowing bile that is so important because if it congeals and gets congested that's the beginning of gallstones that's something we do not want and I also suggest for people that have issues with their gallbladder and want to save their gallbladder that they probably should look at eliminating certain foods we're finding a huge connection between food allergies and intolerances and the production of gallstones
0: well what foods should they eliminate?
1: Well, interestingly enough, when the studies were done back in the 1960s, uh, studies that I remember distantly, and you probably do too, uh, they were done by uh, an allergist. I think he was a pediatric allergist. And what was found is that the three top foods, number one, more so than any of the others, was eggs. So eggs was the top allergic-producing food. Eggs, Mm -hmm. number one. Number two was pork. And number three was onions
0: so onions that's interesting they're real rich in sulfur is there any connection between sulfur rich foods like onions and garlic and bile
1: well maybe that's the inability to uh to to go through any of the sulfur detox mechanisms you know that was mm-hmm. a what that was happening what we're thinking what was going on is that there was actually inflammation in the bile ducts based on these three foods And so more than any of the others combined, eggs was number one, but number two was pork, maybe the fatty aspect of pork, inability to digest it properly. Very interesting. This was done in the 60s, so we don't know a whole lot about it. But I can tell you very honestly, whenever I have individuals with a sluggish metabolism, those that have problems with pain in the thigh, in the the gallbladder rather, Issues with wanting to keep their gallbladder because they have gallstones. If you take them off of these three foods, many of the aches and pains disappear within five days.
0: So the aches and pains disappear, but what about the gallstones? Once they're forming in the gallbladder, and you're, i have mean, i have talked to people; they've gone to the doctor, they've been diagnosed with a lot of gallstones, you know, and the doctors, of course, you know, the only answer is to remove the gallbladder. Um, Do you, I've got a couple of questions there, like, do you think there's a way to dissolve those gallstones, first of all? I I do,
1: I I do, and that's the next part of this. I very much do, and I talk about it, of course, in radical metabolism in terms of Mm -hmm. restoring your gallbladder. I'm a big believer in a particular supplement that you can get either through standard process or biotics, which is orthophosphoric acid. And it's very helpful in dissolving gallstones and kidney stones. So you follow the instructions on the bottle and you do, it's a liquid that this comes in. Very bitter, by the way. So it's a very bitter substance. But people have been able to dissolve and to disintegrate the gallstones so that they're no longer a real issue in the gallbladder.
0: Well, does um, Biotics make this for just for this purpose, or they made it for another purpose, and then you discovered that it was good for dissolving gallstones? You know, I'm sure
1: that they don't make that they don't make claims in terms of what this is used for. But we all know, those of us that are in the business, that this is what is used to dissolve gallstones and kidney stones. It's been around for the product itself from Standard Process has been around for over 50 years. So, could you give the the names to everybody again? Yeah, I want to give you the names. I think it's called Phosph Phosphorzyme, phosphozyme under biotics, it's available either through a biotics distributor mm-hmm. or online in, in Amazon, or right. the standard process, phosphozyme, or phosphood is what it's called, orthophosphoric mm-hmm. acid with phosphood, extraordinarily helpful.
0: Now I happen to be, uh, for years, I've been you know, telling people about to be really mindful not to eat the high oxalate foods because they do form stones. So I've been digging into this research for quite a while now, and I was just doing an interview with someone on cardiovascular disease and started looking. I just got this idea to uh, look up and see if there's much of a connection between oxalates and heart, you know, cardiovascular problems. And there is, believe it or not, oxalates actually cause... Uh, a form of arteriosclerosis, like a hardening of the arteries and plaque in the arteries, which makes sense because, you know, they travel through the body in the bloodstream and then they settle into places like the kidneys and causes, you know, these stones. So this is a really useful, useful bit of information because I think people have no idea that they're forming stones in their body. And, uh you know, they just, I mean, there's... They don't necessarily cause pain until finally the, it gets to the really acute stage, and then you you know you go to a hospital and they just remove your remove your kidney or your gallbladder or something. So, um, the, I guess would you say? Can you just say what is your latest feeling on oxalates, or do you?
1: No, uh, I think that they're very much an underappreciated issue with so many people, and 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 there are many of us that are eating these these elevated oxalate foods that are creating problems that we don't need because we're not in balance, whether that's too much spinach, too much kale, too much coconut, I think that we've got to be in better balance. And I think by taking this phosphoric acid on a regular basis, almost like a tonifier, then that's helping us tremendously and not overbuilding too much of a good thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I want to throw another little clinical pearl out there because you had mentioned beetroot being good. Um, beets are high in oxalates, but what I, but if you, okay, so if you take a food that's high in oxalates, uh, like beets, which are fantastic for you, good for your heart, nitric they increase your nitric oxide for circulation. But and a lot of people have a problem with a variant in the NOS gene. So I love beets, but they, in my opinion, they need to be fermented. So. You know, I've been teaching people for years how to make fermented vegetables and you can ferment beets. Um, if you ferment them, you get rid of the oxalates. And there's a company out there, um, Farmhouse Culture, which I think every health food store in the country carries. They have a gut shot that's beet and ginger. And so I've so many times I've recommended their uh, gut shot beet formula because it's fermented. So this would be a really good uh Little other things you be purchasing and having in your refrigerator, having along with your meals. Um, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there.
1: No, no, I think that that's very important. So there are all different ways that you can utilize these bile thinning aspects, and, and you've just got to be really mindful of what else is going on in your body. But I think that oxalates is definitely an issue that has to come from under the radar.
0: Mm-hmm. And it is slowly but surely, but not Slowly but
1: surely. You know, it yeah. reminds me of the histamine issue. The two are very similar to me.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's starting to uh, be on the forefront, too. Um, oh, one of the fruits, as a matter of fact, so you've got some fruits uh, that you recommend. Oh, well, first of all, you recommend juicing, and you prefer juicing over a smoothie, although smoothies are fine. You know, like to put veggies in the blender and blend them all up and make a smoothie is certainly perfectly good uh, on, on your program. But um, you also love juices. So uh, just to let everybody know, Ann Louise has a four-day program to get you kind of started, like a jumpstart <laughs> yeah. program. And yeah. then after that, you can move into a 21-day Program and so why let's talk about the programs and we talk about some of the foods on the programs and I just wanted to throw in the kiwi because kiwi by the way is a nice natural laxative and it is on the list of foods people should avoid if it's high in histamine but you know we do have to personalize these foods uh, too which I know of course you're 100 in agreement with
1: oh abso- um, absolutely absolutely could you talk we about to- the f- yeah I'm sorry go ahead. We have a four-day radical intensive cleanse, as you so nicely introduced, and I think that's important because it's the program which will detox your bile. We want to rebuild your bile later in the 21-day, but detox your bile. And in so doing, we also flush out toxins. We can reverse or at least control some food sensitivities. And then you just prime up your metabolic pump to reset your metabolism in a short period of time. So we give your whole digestive system a rest. We give you the juice and nothing but the juice. We don't want the fiber, which is why you may need a juicer or at least strain the strain particular drinks that we make so that you don't have a lot of fiber. We want a lot of polyphenols, very important bioflavonoids, to really support your mitochondria and flip on your slimming switches, so to speak, during the four-day program. Now, they're very interesting juices that we have developed, Donna, and a wonderful soup, watercress soup, which has a lot of good research behind it. But we've got an AM Rise and Shine juice and a PM High Five juice. And the rise and shine juice includes grapefruit and carrot and cucumber and a little bib or romaine lettuce. So it's a little lower in the oxalates uh, as best I could. And we make some fresh mint leaves that we add to it, a little fresh ginger. Turmeric, if you're brave, and maybe my radical lemon cube, which has a little bit of the lemon peel in it. So we've got a bitter drink first thing in the morning. Last thing in the evening, you've got a little jicama. You've got some Cucumber. You've got a little apple, a little celery. What you're going to notice is we mainly do vegetables, not a whole lot of fruits during this four-day cleanse.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good because that has the sugar. And, Louise, you know how anxiety is such a problem today? Uh, you can turn around without picking up an article, uh, a research study, people talking about anxiety. Of course, we're under a lot of stress, but What about our diet? What about the fats that we're eating and anxiety? Is there any relationship there?
1: I think there may be a relationship to anxiety and the lack of the omega-6s, which we're finding are very important for the nerves. So I'm going to bet my bottom dollar on getting more of those sixes into the diet. I think a little hemp seed oil, a little pine nut oil, a little uh, raw unrefined safflower oil, that may do the trick. Very nourishing for the nerve endings. And I'm also finding that individuals that detox more successfully, which you can with bile because it's a binder to all the toxins, are not as anxious. So I'm seeing this happening with my own clients, with my beta testers. So I think just doing a little radical metabolism program or instituting some of the ideas that we have in the book may be just a lovely little answer to anxiety
0: well i mean that's important i think to stress too to everybody is you don't have to do the 21 day four days is easy to do 21 uh, it's not a hard program i mean you're still eating yummy things uh it's just that in the 21 day you're actually adding even more and uh, i think you want to do the 21 day but you don't have to because you do give so much
1: important information all throughout the book that anybody can implement. Regardless of what program you're doing, and this is paleo-friendly, it's keto-friendly, it's raw food-friendly, it's good for the vegans. So we have a little bit of everything for anybody, but it's specifically good for those with autoimmune disease because we clean up the detox methods, mechanisms, and we also focus on really revving up the thyroid so that you're not as as is liable not to lose weight and that your metabolism can be can be humming again and i think that's important especially if you've got any kind of hashimoto's going on or even graves disease which is becoming so epidemic
0: and even if you don't think you have a thyroid problem because you might go to the doctor and they say oh you're fine your tsh is fine because that's all they tested that's all they but test. even if they looked at all the other markers you know t4 t3 t4 rt through all of this and um they you know the thing is is that I think people have thyroid problems without knowing they have them, or they don't necessarily even show up in a test. It's just sluggish, and it also changes, like today it could be okay, tomorrow it's really sluggish again. So this is really an important important piece of information that you're sharing here.
1: Well, and I also think people have bile problems and don't realize it. You know, it's not until you get great pain in your your gallbladder or even pain in the liver that you feel something is going on. And so the reality is if you have light-colored stools, you've got a bile issue. If you're dizzy after meals, it could be a bile issue. Intermittent awakening at night could be bile. Problems with bloating after a fatty meal, it could be bile. Anything that you're experiencing along the gallbladder meridian could actually be a problem with sluggish bile or congested bile
0: great well you know we don't want to tell everybody everything everything (laughs) we do i do highly recommend this book i think you i don't care how educated you are um in nutrition and you think you've read everything and you know everything there is to know you are definitely going to learn a lot of some really exciting new stuff in this book and useful information that you'll I think it'll make a big difference. I'm going to highly recommend this book. And and Louise, where can people purchase the book?
1: They can get it, Donna, at radicalmetabolism.com where they'll get three free gifts when they order the the, the book with 25 recipes, uh, a pantry program where you can just restock your pantry to make it radically healthy. Uh, And then there's another free download which is all about curbing your cravings. And then it'll put you into a special radical metabolism group. So if you've got any of these concerns, whether it's high oxalates or any of the issues that, Donna, you've mentioned, I'm I'm, I'm there to tell you how to make your program more radically uh, effective and more radically adaptable. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, that's what's important, I think, to say is that whatever you're doing out there, it's going to be, you can do it better if you've read this book.
1: I think so, and I'm glad you agree. I know so. I know. I do. I do, you know, spend
0: all my time studying research, constantly studying nutrition and genes and so on. And I know this book will make a difference in people's lives. So I'm hoping people hear me and um, pick up a copy. But I also wanted to say thank you very much for being on with us today. We'll have to do more of this. And I love some of the slogans that you come up with, like <laughs> bitters your better. Sixes better. are sexy. Uh, so let's go off in all of us. Let's get 60 now and start adding some sixes to our diet, but the right kind of sixes.
1: I, I love it. Well, thank you so much. Thank you.